Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of State of the Nova Nation. It's unlucky episode number 13. So Chris is unfortunately not here today, a superstitious man in the office. But we are very fortunate to have Kayla Smith here with us on the show as a guest co-host. We hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. How was yours? My Thanksgiving was good. I spent it with my friends in New Jersey, so I didn't get to go home, but it was fun. I had a lot of good food. How was yours? It was pretty good. Spent it with the fam. It was at my uncle's house. We don't have a turkey, but what did, we still have lots of food. What did you eat? We actually changes. I mean, some years we've had like a ham or like a giant like roast beef or something. This time around, we got a roast pig. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. I can't say I had it though, but I still stuffed my face in with other stuff. Well, obviously. So, with Thanksgiving, you normally think football. Like, yeah. Caught a little bit of the NFL on Thursday. But I'll be honest, uh, I was in a more of a basketball state of mind. Like, yeah, we're going to get to football in a hot minute. But I I just want to ask you about this. So I was off this weekend. Very thankful for that. Doesn't really happen much. But And with my free time, like, I didn't really want to go Black Friday shopping. So I spent a good amount of my day laying in bed watching some old highlights of Villanova basketball games. Do you ever get that feeling whenever you watch an old game that kind of like your mind just takes you back to that exact moment of where you were, who you were with when you were watching that game, and what you felt in that moment. Like, like you're almost reliving it. Well, I mean, obviously I get that every single time I watch a championship game, and really just any time Chris Jenkins makes a three-pointer ever. Uh, but, yeah, I get that a lot. With some of the older games, my dad I was an alum, so I saw them with him in our basement that's just decked out with a bunch of old Villanova memorabilia. So I remember... Archie's first year, some of the big games that he was in, watching that and having my dad tell me he was really going to be a star. Okay, so you were you were you were well versed in it. Oh yeah, right from the beginning, I was ready ready to go. So I started my Friday morning post food recovery sesh with my freshman year, looking back at some of the old games, the 2012-2013 season. Possibly, this is kind of a hot take, but I'm going to say that this was the best experience in Villanova basketball, second to the national championship, obviously. In one week, Villanova upset Louisville and Syracuse in the same week. Both teams were ranked the top five, while Villanova was still a lowly, a lowly team. Had baby chef, baby Arch. <laughs> still, trying to, still trying to find their groove. Arch makes a name for himself with the clutch three to tie it up, and then they eventually went overtime. He stormed the court, the whole nine. One thing I noticed, I don't know if you noticed this, watching some of the old games. But sitting behind the Nova bench in that Syracuse game at the Wells Fargo Center was a high school senior named Chris Jenkins. He's getting hyped. He's loving every second of it. He's, he's, he's totally immersed in it. Can we just talk about the poetic art in this? Like, it's just poetry. It's just beautiful. 
Yeah, if Jenkins watching the games, it's exciting. It's interesting to see. I've noticed already at the games and at Hoops Mania, especially the the high school recruits and just looking at them and thinking they could be the future of the Villanova basketball team. I mean, you got Jenkins. He's watching what he'll be a part of. You know, freshman year, Arch hits one before the buzzer, forced it into overtime. It's kind of like a sign of what was to come. Like, they were the future. And then it all culminated into the shot. Do you think they, they saw that happening? Do you believe Jenkins in that moment imagined himself making that shot? When Archie was a freshman? Yeah, like, do you think in that moment he was kind of like, you know, I'm going to go to the school, and we're going to win it all, and I'm going to be the hero? <laughs> I like to hope so. I don't, I don't think so. But dang, that's a nice thought. I wish. I'm just trying to think if I was a high school senior and seeing that happen and thinking that I would be able to be, well, potentially, but be able to be a part of that program. And to work under Archie Diacono, and I'm sure he saw Jay Wright out in his three-piece suit there, and just to see their chemistry and just being a part of that and being able to be, you know, hopefully someday the leader of that like he is now and even last year. I mean, you have Arch passing him the ball, like kind of giving him the keys, like, you know what, <laughs> this is your team now. Just take it. Just take it. <laughs> just go ahead and take it. Yeah, that was a beautiful moment. I've seen that, I'm like I'm sure all fans have, those last 4.7 seconds of that game, hundreds of times by now. Uh, oh, thousands. Thousands, <laughs> easily. I, I went to the band house that, that weekend, and they just had it on loop. Like, just a gif of it, just on loop. You would just watch over and over and over and over again of him making the shot, the pass, of Jeffu wiping the floor. It's beautiful. Uh, did you ever get a chance to, like, listen to it, other broadcasts of it? Like, I remember the day after I listened to a Russian broadcast and then a Spanish broadcast of those last 4.7 seconds. And they yeah, were, I heard a Spanish one. <laughs> it was it was insane. It was so great. It was awesome. It was wild just to think that they have that audience and then the, the excitement that they had. It was great. You know, kind of going back to my earlier question about, like, reliving the game, kind of the emotions you felt. I'll be honest. I haven't caught a Villanova game in its entirety yet this year. What? As weird as that sounds, I've actually watched more Big East games with featuring teams not named Villanova Wildcats in it than I have of the team on 800 East Lancaster Ave. Honestly, what? What? How are you? <laughs> I, you know, I just I was thinking about it while I was getting ready to prepare for the show, and I was like, "Wow, I have not seen a full game. I've seen chunks. I've seen highlights. I've seen pieces of replays. I've seen a half. I just haven't seen." All 40 minutes. That's embarrassing. I've only missed, like, one game, and I still saw half of it. Don't, I don't know what it is. Like, whether it's just work or just, like, something else. Like, I've always been somewhere else at the time of the game. I've, I've kept up with it. Um, you know, seeing who does well and who does what. Oh, okay, you so... Was from the bench mob. <laughs> so, I know, I know what's going on. I know what's going on. So, you're a fake fan is what you're saying. It's okay. Henry Lowe's oh. not there anymore, so, I mean, you have no reason. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get on my game and <laughs> upgrade myself back to uh, the real status. And as also weird as it sounds, how many times have you seen the national championship game? Oh man, how many times have I seen it? Like in full, a, a bunch, <laughs> so many. Well, what was the last time? Uh, I, I watched it yesterday. Actually, I kind of hate myself. That's embarrassing. Um, I woke up early. My friend I was with in New Jersey slept until two p.m. So I woke up at nine and couldn't get back to sleep. And I just put it on, and I pretended like I was going to do Spanish homework, but I didn't do any of my Spanish homework, and I just watched the game and had a great time. See, that's fantastic, <laughs> because I have not seen the game since that night in April. You're lying. 
in its entirety, I have not. I've seen the last 4.7 seconds hundreds of times. Pretty sure. How am I supposed but to respect you? The full game. I've always wanted to see it, but I never sat down and got ahead in doing it. Wow. And I don't know what it was. You know, after seeing Arch hit that three, I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. Black Friday. You know, my whole family's out shopping. I got the house to myself. I'm going to set it up in the in the big screen TV with surround sound, and it's going to be a great viewing experience. Did you watch it? I did. Oh, so you, you've seen it once. I've seen it, like, probably 12 times, I've been thinking. Yeah, but, like, seven months after. Like, I, like, I feel like everyone else has seen it at least 10 times, except me. Yeah, and how was it? How was watching it with that big gap in between? I still felt like I was there. Where I was, you know, I was when I watched the game, I was at Kelly's with some friends. Literally from the moment they were introducing starting lineups, I felt like I was back in those shoes with my always repping shirt, <laughs> jeans, the blue sneakers I wore, standing on the floor at Kelly's, the table by the door, the bar, the TV screen. It was perfect setup. Amazing setup. Everyone was there, it was packed house. We got there like four hours early. <laughs> I remember uh I had a test that day. Can you believe it? I had a test that day? And Your teacher didn't cancel class? A bunch of mine did. I know. Everyone else's did except mine. My friends had to like hold a spot for me in line. And I kind of felt bad cutting the 100 people. Oh, my <laughs> but God. it needed to be done. You're such a fake fan, honestly, Eugene. <laughs> you won't skip your test for and the basketball team. I, yeah, you're right. You're right. I look back at it now and like, honestly, I was a senior. Why, why did it even matter? Why did I even go to class? What was I doing? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, since then, I've always wanted to watch it with a clearer mind. You know, pick up some things that I might have missed the first time I watched it on that chilly April night at Kelly's. And it was a heavyweight fight from the get-go. And just oh, like yeah. all the way up through it, you know, it still feels surreal. Like seven months later, almost eight months later, honestly, I it just... I still can't believe it happened. I still can't believe it happened the way it happened. Even watching the celebrations, being out in the parade, or running through the streets of Lancaster, and running through campus, like I just felt like I was back there. Like I don't know what it was. It felt the same. Like I felt like I wanted to jump around my living room. <laughs> Genuinely, no. I did that a couple times this summer. I watched it with my dad and his girlfriend. I think twice this summer, we jumped up a couple times during it because it was so exciting. Because we like we won, and it was just such a cool thing. And you know, usually. I think there's like 300, whatever, however many Division One basketball teams are. You know, all but one of them gets to say that they won, that they get to end their season with a win. And I feel like it's just been weird because, you know, three out of the four years I'm at Nova, it ended with a loss. And so you just kind of like, oh, the season's over. But I don't know, but like when we won it, it was just kind of like, oh, when's the next game? Like, who are we playing next? <laughs> like, I understand we won. Like, I understand – you know, there's Josh Hart and Arch and Chef parading the trophy around Broad Street in Philly. But, like, who who are we taking on now? <laughs> no, that's the truth. That's definitely how I felt, too. Every year I, I do the brackets and I take Barack Obama's bracketology. I take that exactly, and I put Villanova to the championship. And every year my friends make fun of me for it, and then this year I won all these different things, and it just felt not real. Like, I go here and I... It was my first year on campus. I was just a freshman. I didn't really – this is all I've known is us winning. So, I mean, we got to do it again at some point, right? Yeah, that's true. While I'm here. I hope for your sake that that happens again. <laughs> I, one, I, I still don't understand how I haven't seen it. I don't know how, like, I let seven months pass without rewatching it. 
I've got no answer for that. The first week we were back at school, a bunch of my friends and I got together and watched it. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm I'm slacking. I meant to I meant to watch it over the summer, but I'll be honest. I think I'm just holding some bitterness from missing out on the White House tour. <laughs> That's fair. I was actually in D.C. that day. I was doing a, a Villanova like a study abroad thing, but just in D.C. for a month. And we were literally in the Capitol the day that the basketball team went there. I, I think I tweeted Jay Wright and asked if he wanted to get lunch with us. Did you respond? No. What? I wish. That's all. I, w- I would have just started with that. You would have been like, hello, Nova Nation. And I would have cut you off to talk about my lunch with Jay Wright. <laughs> you know, not being at Houston, I can live with that. You know, I wanted <laughs> to experience it on campus. You know, I, I even let another reporter take my press pass. Like, I didn't even want to go. I was like, here, take it. <laughs> yeah, no, but, I can respect you know, right that. Right around campus rioting you know all that i wanted to be i want to be right there in it but then sitting at my office in june <laughs> looking on looking at twitter browsing on my office computer seeing tweets of like oh wow why is this person in dc oh what are they doing there then i realized it was because the basketball team was at the white house and i started noticing i saw pictures and i saw people that i recognized from just sitting there up in front in press row and then I realized, wow, I made a big mistake by not going here and forgetting. The fact that I forgot that that was going to happen, I, I just kicked myself the rest of the day. The day was ruined. The day was ruined. <laughs> I can't even, no, I can't even believe that. I, you should have hired me sooner. I would have been on you about that. I was going to be in D.C. anyways. I could have just snuck in. It would have been fine. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't have needed to sneak in. You know, you could have just walked in. You've been, been right there. Take a picture of Jay with Obama. Honestly, it, oh god, I'm I'm just never gonna let that go. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. You no, you shouldn't. I have like a a poster on my phone right now that I saved from Twitter. Someone made it. It's, uh, Jay Wright standing at the podium. Obama spoke at the president of the United States podium, and it says "Make America Right Again." That's so to good. see you know, that I'm, in know, real I, life, I'm bank, <laughs> I think I'm just gonna bank on the fact that Villanova will win at some point in my life, and I will go to the right. To the wow, I was gonna call it the right house. <laughs> <laughs> can we can we rename it the right house? Jay Wright, twenty twenty. Imagine, imagine Jay just runs for president. I'd like, vote for him. I'm sure. I'm sure he would have won Pennsylvania. He would have at least won Pennsylvania easily. <laughs> Actually, undoubtedly, no. This I don't know if I've told you this before, but I have a friend who lives in Cali, and he did a write-in ballot, and he wrote in Chris Jenkins' name. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's that's a good call. You know, I would have loved to see if he like actually like if however million people actually wrote in Chris Jenkins, and then they would realize, hey, you're not 35, and then they would know <laughs> what to do with themselves. If everyone just wrote in Jenkins, I mean, he could probably fake his birth certificate. Oh my god, I'm laughing. Yeah, okay. that's true. But I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure he'd rather play ball at the end of the day. Ball is life, as they say. Nah, I'm so happy he came back. I was stressing. Like, I not so much about him as about Josh, but I was stressed about both of them for a little bit there in the spring. They were going to head off to the NBA. I wasn't surprised that Jenkins came back, but Josh had me. Josh had me a little worried. I mean, I thought he was gone. I mean, as soon as I saw one mock draft had him going in late in the first round to, like, the Warriors, I was like, oh, he's gone. He's out. He's He's gone. He's booking it. You got no faith. But, I saw that and I was scared, but you know, my guy Jay Wright's there. I trust him. No, just yeah. such a Villanova experience. Yeah, I'm sure Jay was just like, Josh, just get that degree. <laughs> just, just get, get that, that degree. degree. So you're away. Take us home. Take, Take yeah, us home. No. 
I have a actually national champions night. I acquired one of those big cardboard cutouts of Josh, his head and his uh, shoulders. And I have it right now in one of my friend's rooms in the quad. So I was really praying that he would come back. Otherwise that would be a weird thing to have. <laughs> just one year later, you, it's not even on the team anymore. Just bring it to games. <laughs> just, just take it. Have it there. <laughs> All the freshmen walk up past the quad buildings and just don't even know who he is. I was thinking about that with Henry Lowe and the bench mob. <laughs> and then I was like, wow, in five years, you know, no one's going to know what our site is named after. What is, <laughs> what is, who are these guys? Who are these guys like fist bumping, you know, getting hyped? Like, who are they? <laughs> <laughs> I know. All, my entire friend group is going to at least remember Henry Lowe. We had ups and downs with him while he was playing. I still cringe at his free throws in the Final Four game that I wish he had made. Yeah, that would have, uh, that would have. <laughs> blown up Kelly's right then and there. That changed my life. I honestly started almost crying. We were at, in the student center watching the Final Four game. I almost started crying when he missed them. But no, nah, we got a while before people forget that. I'm, I've been telling some of my freshman friends already about him, about the guys. But we have what new fresh meat now. Got a couple kids playing. That is true, but you got to keep the legend of Henry Low left. Oh, I will. Don't worry. So now we're going to take it back to football. You know, with Thanksgiving, you got football. Villanova was in action this past weekend. It was a big weekend for retiring coach Andy Talley and his team. They beat the St. Francis Red Flash. Pretty obscure mascot. 31-21 <laughs> to 21 on Saturday to close out Andy Talley's coaching career with one last win at Villanova Stadium. And they'll move on to the second round of the FCS playoffs yeah i'll be honest with you our football team is doing amazing this year which is fortunate because i have never had any desire to go to a football game that's mainly why i chose villanova was for the basketball team but now i'm gonna have to start going to football games yeah you know it's kind of unfortunate uh, the football team's actually they've a pretty great program but it's always just taking the backseat to the basketball team and i feel like now that villanova has won the national championship, it's going to stay <laughs> like that for at least a little longer. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, right now, Villanova's defense was great in that game. I mean, they had six sacks. Two and a half of them came from Tano Kapaskinon, who's put on a quite a show for the NFL scouts. He's a mountain of a man, six foot seven, 290 pounds in high school. Probably, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out and say he could probably – Earn some bench minutes on the basketball team right now. I could see him in the rotation. Hmm. That'd be an interesting addition. You know, outside of one home run play, the Cats kept 1,000-yard receiver Cameron Lewis in check. St. Francis quarterback Zach Dry was picked off twice. Red Flash couldn't really get anything going outside of a garbage-time touchdown to make the score a little, a little more respectable. But Nova really had it in the bag. Okay, can you actually explain to me what Red Flash is? Do they yeah, have like a, an animal running around or something? Like, uh, Their logo is just like a red lightning bolt. So do they have a mascot lightning bolt that runs around? I was trying to picture this in my head, one of their home games. Uh, see, that's a good question. Also, <laughs> a good question. Because we like our obscure mascots on the show. But 
I thought it was a bird, but then I remembered that wasn't that was their old mascot. It's actually <laughs> a monk. A monk is what it is now. Yeah, yeah. Like they a... got a. They got a. His name is Frankie the Friar. <laughs> Yeah, so the Red Flash. <laughs> okay. So the Red Flash, they got a mascot. It's a monk, or technically a friar. His name is Frankie the Friar. <laughs> so not quite what I expected. Uh, I, love I expected that. like a roadrunner. I expected it... like a, a jackrabbit, something fast. I don't know, something quick. <laughs> and unfortunately, we have Frankie the Friar. <laughs> unfortunately. In my head, I just had a guy in, like, one of those red morph suits and then a weird lightning bolt-type styrofoam thing running around. So I'm, uh, I'm I didn't even think of that. See, that would be better. <laughs> that would be a lot better, actually. <laughs> I, should, I should call them and give them my input. You know, a while back, we talked about Haverford College. And their mascot, you know, they're the Haverford Fords, like the car. I actually didn't know that. That's weird. But their mascot is a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it makes, makes zero sense. Why? Is it, what's its name? Is it Frankie? Uh, I don't think the squirrel has a name. That's it, we can call it Frankie. Okay, it's Frankie now. Isn't Stanford like the trees? Aren't they the trees or something? Yeah. Something weird. Yeah, Stanford has a scary tree as their mascot, the Stanford <laughs> Cardinal. Uh, yeah, yeah. See what? It's a good old-fashioned wildcat. So that was my elementary school mascot. That was my first high school mascot. It's just, just keep it with wildcats. It's a good one. It's classic. Yeah, there are only, like, you know, six other ones. But hey, <laughs> there's nothing else like wildcat. We're the national champions, okay? We can be the wildcats. That is true. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Until some other wildcat dethrones or wins a national championship, we are not dethroned. <laughs> When I got my uh, my acceptance letter, there was a note from Will D. Cat, and I told my dad that they used that because it was a pun, and he thought it was amazing. So that just tells you how awful of a joke that is. So I don't really know if we can if we can rib on others' mascot choices, but fun fact: I have zero pictures with Will D. Cat. You're lying. Okay, fake fan. There's, I need to just make a list of all the things that you've done that are incorrect. All right. All right. Well, let me, let me redeem myself by saying <laughs> <laughs> on, in the 2012-2013 season mm-hmm. in which the lottery wasn't really a lottery. It was more like giving away free, free tickets. I did not miss a single game despite my counterparts who helped make the student section half-filled. Wow, that's so cool. Last year, I didn't miss a single game, even though the student section was super full. See, no one can call you bandwagoner (laughs) because you were a freshman. See, you did it right. (laughs) You came at the right time. People who weren't there before, they get to be called bandwagoners. That's true. Let's discuss how everyone I knew that left the game at halftime last year now suddenly needs tickets. Ooh. Me throwing shade. No, it's good. Yeah, I'm glad I was a freshman when they won. I mean, honestly, I don't think I'm going to I appreciate it as much as I would have otherwise. Like, you're, you're, I'm jealous of you. Finishing senior year with that is the dream. It was funny because we joked early on in the season, man, wouldn't it be so cool if we walked out with a national championship? And then the Oklahoma game happened, 
the first one. <laughs> and we're like, oh, there goes all that hope. Oh, my God. No, no hope at all. Literally, when I saw that we were playing Oklahoma again, PTSD, <laughs> flashbacks, Buddy Healed, Drain 3, Isaiah Cousins dropping dimes, oh Jordan God. Woodward, just just giving it to us. Oh, my God. No, actually, walking up from South Campus last year, up the hill, um, crossing Lancaster, some car yelled out at us that, there's people yelling and honking, yelling Villanova stuff, like, oh, go Archie and stuff. And someone yelled out, go Buddy Healed. And one of my friends, like, doesn't know anything about basketball. So she was, like, cheered along with them. We were like, no, like, please stop. We don't we don't like Buddy Healed here. Oh, wow. So I, I always have kind of a chip on my shoulder about that, among other things. But that was that. Was that. Right when it mattered, too. Right when it mattered. In the Final Four. Well, in the Final Four, if Henry Lowe would have made those two free throws, I mean, it really wouldn't have mattered. Also true. <laughs> but now, we take it back to the football team, who's also trying to make a deep run of the playoffs. And they will now take on eight-seeded South Dakota State. Have you ever been to South Dakota? No, I actually haven't. I've been meaning to go see Mount Rushmore, though. They got the Badlands. They got good old Mount Rushmore. Repping uh, some four pretty important presidents. But if that wasn't appealing enough to you to get you to go out to South Dakota, how about Hobo Day? How about we talk about some Hobo Day? <laughs> Will you please explain to me what Hobo Day is? I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Oh, neither have I. In fact, the only reason I learned about it was because we love our obscure mascots on this show. And South Dakota State's is the Jackrabbit. But that's kind of like not the... You know, that, that, that's interesting. But even more interesting was the fact that they don't have homecoming. They have Hobo Day instead. Wait, how does this, and, what does this have to do with the mascot? Oh, it is nothing. It's, it's just simply the fact that <laughs> I was researching what their mascot was, and while I was kind of looking, you know, looking around, I stumbled upon Hobo Day. <laughs> Hobo Day, I love it. Okay, continue. What happens on Hobo Day? Oh, yeah, we need to talk about this. First of all, it's organized by someone known as the Grand Poobah. The, what, who is the Grand Poobah? Uh, it's designated, I would hope, by Democratic election. <laughs> and this grand poobah gets to call the shots and gets to put everything together gets to put all the events together for hobo day <laughs> you know, some of these events you know, they're typical of something you'd see in like a spirit week or a spirit day you got window painting with south dakota state colors you got a scavenger hunt decorate the dorms you know trying to get the the school spirit in the air they even have a nice aluminum can fundraiser drive so you so you can't say that, you know, they're, they're not helping the community. They even have a bonfire celebration. But then... That sounds great. Some, what? Oh, it, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> you know, honestly, also, one of the, uh, the events that they have is that you... I forgot what it was exactly called, but you sign up for this 
address and you go to this random home and you have dinner with with this family in the community. What? Yeah. What if you get murdered? What? Um well, I'm hoping that <laughs> Hobo in the strong tradition of Hobo Day. Aren't you not supposed to pick up hobos on the side of the road cuz they could murder you? Like that's what that's what I was taught. That's also true. In fact, <laughs> hitchhiking is illegal in many places. You're not, or you're not because, supposed to pick someone off the highway. Because they could murder you. Just just go eat their food. It's probably not poisoned. Okay. I love Hobo Day. Then, you know, kind of looking at Hobo Day. Got a little stranger. Got a little stranger. They, they have the one-month no-shave contest, which, you know, you know, we have no-shave November. Like, that. that's normal, you know. Mm-hmm. But here, the, the men grow out their beards, and the women grow out their leg hair. And then there's also the Miss Homely Coming contest, where men compete in a beauty pageant dressed up as girls. Like, they do the whole swimsuit, talent, interview portions. They do the whole nine. But they literally dress up as girls. They don't even try to really look like them. Like, you'll see a hairy dude in a bikini or a man with a beard and a dress. Does all of this seem appealing to you? Would you love to participate in the <laughs> Hobo Day festivities? Honestly, I would definitely go. Um, I think I would try to be the Grand Poobah, but as long as I could have a friend go with me and enter the Homely Coming contest, I'm I'm there. Like, let's go next year. When does it start? Uh, it's usually around October. Okay, next year. Let's go. Let's let's book it. Let's go to Brookings, South Dakota. <laughs> you know, let's make it happen. <laughs> Hobo day. Okay, you have to make sure I don't get murdered, though. But then, then I'm there. See, but that's hard because then I'll be focusing on my own meal. That I'll be having. I'll have to go to my own family. Oh, we have different families. Ah, oh, man. Okay, I'm definitely dying. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Let's go. I don't want to pay my student loans. It's fine. Do it for the vine. Do it for the tweet. The vine is dead. Tweet. That's that's the new one. Vine is over. Oh, true, true. Vine is on its vine is on its way out. I'm so sad. Okay. <laughs> so South Dakota State Jackrabbits, they are led by a studly quarterback named Taron Christian, who has over 3,000 passing yards, thrown for 29 touchdowns, only has eight interceptions. He can run if he needs to. They'll usually stay in the pocket. He also has a pair of 1,000-yard receivers with Dallas Godert and Jake Weinke. Now, does the talented Villanova defense shut them down to move deeper into the FCS playoffs, or will this be the end of the road? I see them going farther. I really have been excited by the football team this year. I'm not really a football person, but this year – has been like exciting. I don't like football, but it's been cool this year to see us do so well and to see our coach do so well. Um, this is last year, right? Yep. Yeah, he is uh, on his way out. Uh, this is it for Coach Talley, who's been there since '83, I believe. Yeah, this was, I think that was his last game at home, uh, and it's just exciting to see them doing so well. And especially, it's definitely undershadowed with the the basketball team and everything, but our other sports are doing great and it's cool to see them get the recognition they deserve. So I I hope they get farther. I could see them doing more. We will certainly be keeping an eye on them for sure. As they play this Saturday, December 3rd at 2 PM 
in Brookings, South Dakota. Can you believe it's already December? No. Um, I mean, a little bit because finals are coming and I'm going to die. But I, I can't believe that this is all happening. In the meantime, we're heading back to the hardwood. Women's basketball spent Thanksgiving down in sunny Daytona Beach, Florida, the San Juan shootout. First of all, is it San Juan, Puerto Rico? In, yes, San Juan's in Puerto Rico, so I don't understand why it's called that. Do you know why, Eugene? I literally have zero idea. It's then like, why would you ask me? I just want, I just want some confirmation. Well, <laughs> and let me. I could type it into Google and double check, but I'm pretty certain it's in Puerto Rico. The Lady Cats lost two tough ones: first to Troy, ninety-three to eighty-five, and then to VCU, sixty-eight to sixty-six. You know, what did you kind of see in both of these games? I thought they were both obviously pretty tough games. Uh, we we played hard. We did pretty good. I could see us obviously doing better, but we're definitely inexperienced. But I see us, as we play more, getting better, doing more, working together as a team more. Grace Stant and Kelly Jekot in the second half of the game against Troy, they made back-to-back threes that made it 88 to 83 with like a minute to go. But Troy just didn't miss from the free throw line, which was really what got us. We needed them to miss there and we needed to make some more of our shots and that would have turned it around. Sloden had a game high 23 points. Adriana Hahn with 14 points and four three-pointers, which really helped us a lot. And then the second game, VCU had just a slight lead on us throughout the entire game. We were right behind us. We just couldn't muster the big shots to get ahead. That one we only lost by two. So really that's just... A couple different turnovers, a, a play or two going in the opposite way, some rebounds maybe. Like We're getting there. I see us improving, and I think that we could get better from that. Uh, Megan Quinn in that game was the star. She had 22 points and eight rebounds. She was the only one on our team to score more than 10 points. So after these games, you know, back-to-back losses, pretty tough. And then you even add that GW loss, and now it's like three in a row. And now Villanova all of a sudden is now 1-4 so far this season. They take on LaSalle tomorrow night at the Pavilion to begin. Big five play. Isn't looking like the Explorers of old that went an abysmal 5-25 of 25 last year. They're coming off of a three-game winning streak. But LaSalle's a one-woman team. You know, they're, they're carried by junior Amy Griffin, who's averaging over 20 points a game. Do you see the Wildcats' woes continuing, or do they finally break that losing streak and get a win and their first big five victory of the year i think they'll get a win i am really excited for the game i have class so i can't go but it's at the pavilion the home home court advantage always helps us out and i really do think i mean they can shut down griffin if they take her out really this the rest of the game like that doesn't even compare our team to theirs so i think this could be it we only lost the last one by two the other one by what, eight i think um, and i really just see us Coming out on top of this one, I'm really thinking that it'll be the end of our losing streak. The Lady Cats will take on the Explorers tomorrow night at the Pavilion at 7 p.m. I know you're in class, but hey, you should all come out and support them. Now we're going to take it to the men's team. They're 6-0 after beating Charleston last Wednesday. They start big five play as well. They're going against the Penn Quakers later tonight. At the Palestra. Are you going? I'm actually not going. I was looking for a reason to go. None of my friends are going to go. I, I Honestly, I'm not sure. I still might if there's tickets left, but 
it's a, a ways away and I don't have money to spend. Yeah, I'm sure those I'm sure they have like limited road tickets or whatever, road game tickets, and I'm sure they went out like hotcakes. Honestly, I felt kind of embarrassed saying I wasn't gonna go, but then I remembered you haven't even seen a full game yet this season, so oh. I'm not embarrassed anymore. I have a Spanish exam on Wednesday. I'm probably not gonna go. You know, I'll be honest. Though. Yeah, after watching the uh the national championship game, I think tomorrow I think uh no, I think tonight's the night. I think tonight's night where I turn on Comcast Sports Network and I watch a full Villanova game from start to finish. Oh, that'll be exciting for you. You'll have to let me know. I'll, I'll lie to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. Maybe. We can, we can just... co-live tweet it. I'll just tweet about Jay Wright's suit the entire game and how it looks. The Quakers are 2-2. Ken Palm. Good old Ken Palm. The numbers junkie. Stats boy. He lists Villanova as a 92% favorite to win. Is it safe to say you don't see the 8% part happening? Uh, definitely safe to say that. I, I mean, Jay Wright's suit is back, so I'm happy about that. We really have no reason. Oh, now I just need to find wood to knock on. We have no reason to not win this game, I don't think. We've, everything's just been flowing well for us. We've been working on our rebounds, it seems. like I think we've got it down. This shouldn't be a game that we should be afraid of. Now, I'm not concerned about this game at all. I think the Wildcats will win tonight. I think they'll start Big Five play 1-0. They'll improve to 7-0 overall. But, you know, one thing that has been concerning to me is the subject might be a little sensitive for you, but Phil Booth's knee. He's had this knee issue that, I'm not sure if this is the same knee issue that he had since last year. Got his rent over the offseason. Sprung back up again this year. He's been out the last couple of games. Wright said he may or may not return this week. Do you think this, when he does return, this will be the end, once and for all, of his knee problem? I mean, I hope so. I really, uh, I'm just like the president of Phil Booth Defense Squad. He is my guy. I really, I think he needs to take time to heal. I would be not surprised if he didn't play tonight. Like, I would be okay with him resting. Like, like we were talking about, we have such a high chance of winning. And I think it would be okay. We wouldn't, I mean, they wouldn't have more than a 10% chance without Booth even. So I'd be all right with him taking another game out to to rest and to heal up. And I think when he comes back, I think it would be for good. And I think it could be the end of his problems. Hopefully they get things sorted out. Now we've seen in his absence, Mikhail Bridges and Eric Pascal step into starters. How do you think they've done so far? They've done okay. Okay, they've done awesome. I can't even lie. They've done really great. I just am such a big Booth fan but yeah, they they've been doing a good job. I have nothing bad to say about them. Pascal is just super fun to watch. I love that he's able to play this year. Fun fact there, Pascal. Now, he's from my hometown. We went to the same high school. Uh his locker was a few doors down from me. Oh my god, did he bully you? But no. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I wanted to no, hear no, that no. he like shoved you in a locker or something. All right, all right, continue. Oh no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> but this story goes back to the park court, I was, I think, 
ninth or tenth grade. He was in like eighth grade. And you know, Pascal, he's always been about basketball. We call him Eastpin. That was his nickname. I'm not sure he gave it to him, but he was Eastpin in Dobbs Ferry. And, you know, he, he thought he was pretty hot. He thought he was pretty good at basketball. And I used to play at Gould Park over there in Dobbs Ferry, New York. And one day, you know, he was, he was, he was getting a little heated. Or no, I want to say he did, but, you know, he was getting really into it. You know, he was thinking he was the best, and I swatted him. And it Ooh. felt, in my ninth grade, my ninth grade self felt so good about that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we were, we were both talking trash, like, the whole time. And I told him, like, oh, like, you're not going anywhere. Like, you think you're so great. Like, blah, blah, blah. It was all friendly. Oh, okay. But now, he's the guy on the national championship <laughs> basketball team. And I'm the guy writing about him. I hope and, he somehow hears this podcast and is just reminded of you just destroying him that one time when he was in eighth grade. Now I wouldn't even say it wasn't like a violent block. It wasn't like it wasn't like Chef coming in to like <laughs> level the guy like who's like half his size. It's more like his hand slipped and you said it was your fault. No, no, it wasn't even that. It was I did knock the ball away. Was it Ooh. violent? No. I wish you know. You know, it feels good <laughs> when it's violent, but it wasn't. It just kind of like lofted out of bounds, and I was like, "Oh man, I just blocked him." Yes. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. And then a couple years later, we tried to recruit him for the football team, and he was just not down for it. Good reason. Good reason. Football, yeah. Good reason. I was hoping you'd say like his eighth grade self dunked on you or something, honestly. But you, you hitting the ball out of bounds is pretty okay, I guess. It's okay. About two years later, he hit his growth spurt, and he towered over me. <laughs> Back then, I think we were still, like, the same height. And then, you know, by the time I was a senior in high school, he was in, like, 10th grade. Uh, he was, I think, like, 6'3 or 6'4 already. Oh, man. Also, fun fact, he actually used to play the shooting guard position and not the four or the five that we see him play today. I'm just trying to picture him now. <laughs> yeah, he used to be really skinny, and then he pulled up. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, right here. he's a, he's a... Yeah, now he's a monster. Shopper. I remember when yeah. I first saw him on campus. <laughs> Eric, you just got big. That's literally the first thing I said. Though. I was like, dang, Eric, you're big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's big. Yeah, I can't imagine him in that position. So, a couple of episodes ago, on the show, we debated whether or not Booth or Bridges should start. A couple of days after, Bridges started for Booth, but ended up being because Booth's knee. Now, if Booth returns tonight, or even later this week, or even in the near future, whatever that is, whenever he's ready, does he get his starting job back, or does he take the six-man role while Bridges, presumably, or Pascal starts? All right, and you, you know I'm about to go off because Phil Booth is my guy. I know you guys talked a couple weeks ago. The six-man role, it's, yes, it's important, it's good, it's great, all of this. But Phil Booth is a starter, and whether that's just the prestige of being a starter that I want him to have, but I just really think that he deserves the spot. I remember even last year, uh, after the season ended, just being nervous about who would be on the starting lineup and just hoping he would be on it. I mean, he averaged seven points per game last year. In the championship game, he really just came out and was honestly the unsung hero of the game. Uh, He scored 20 points, six out of seven from the floor. He made six free throws. In the speech I gave earlier, I talked about I I talked about this. Don't even get me started. He reminded me of Harold Jensen from the '85 game, uh, the yes. championship game. Yes. Yeah, 
Yes. That's exactly what I thought about. Their key sophomores came off the bench. It was surprising. They had a down year, but they came out and they scored big baskets in the championship games. They honestly, they couldn't have won it without him. And they should both, they should both go down as the most surprising heroes in the NCAA. But people don't give him the respect he deserves. He has some knee issues. So under the radar. I literally, if Jenkins doesn't make that shot, or like, if, like, you know, let's just say that Villanova won some other way. Like, Phil Booth would be the hero. Just be the hero. Like, yes. he'd be the hero. Yes. Those 4.7 seconds were beautiful. Everything about it was perfect, except for people was. forgot about Phil Booth. Exactly. Like, you know, in that mo- you had people talking about Archie Diakono making the pass before they were talking about Phil Booth. Like, it wasn't even – you had, like, all the stories on Jenkins' shot. But Everyone then, like, more pass. people were focused on uh. the pass. The pass. <laughs> I love Archie. I love Archie so much. But Phil Booth was the hero of that game. It wasn't even that great of a pass. He just kind of like flipped it to him. <laughs> he like, just he was threw like, it oh, to him. Oh, it's kind of like underhanded it to him. Like, here, take it. <laughs> I read articles about the pass. Not even the shot. Just Archie passing. It was beautiful, and I cried. But Phil Booth definitely deserves more credit than that. He was almost automatic. He, six or seven, near perfect. Game, uh, <laughs> team high 20 points. Like, Without his 20 points, they're not in that position. Honestly. Uh, <laughs> I'm so he glad he was best for last. I love him so much. Yeah, he had like, he had a rough year. I'm not going to lie. But he really came out and he showed us what he's made of. And under pressure, we can really count on him. And I do think so far this season, especially, honestly, when he was out and they said it was his knee thing, I was a little relieved because his game has been off. But I think if he heals up, when he heals up, he'll come out, he'll be back, he'll be the starter, he'll get his minutes, he'll – get back to the, that championship game form. I have faith. And there you have it. From the president of the Phil Booth Appreciation Club, <laughs> Taylor Smith. The He'll name is still back. pending. I have faith. The name is still pending. We're, we're working on the club. The trademark's coming. It's good. We're calling up some people, trying to get it, trying to get it reserved. All the, all, everything. You're going to have to pay to use that name. <laughs> so we have... Some questions, a couple questions to answer from you guys, the listeners out there. First question is from Chris Moriarty. Of the other top 25 ranked Big East teams, the greatest threat, Nova. What you got? I think it's Xavier. I, I have flashbacks to our last matchup with them, February 24th. We lost 90 to 83. That's when people really said that Xavier went from a, a mid-basketball program to a national title contender in the Big East. That was our last loss of the season until the Seton Hall game that I don't want to talk about. It was one of our only three of all of 2016 so far. Um, and I really just see that as the biggest thing that we have to contend against. I see them coming back this year and playing us hard again. They've always been someone that is tough for us to beat. I certainly think... The Musketeers at the Centaur Center is definitely a tough matchup for Nova. I Going into the season, I thought they were even Seton Hall, just because I think Seton Hall always gives Villanova problems. Only team to beat Villanova since realignment in each of the three seasons. But I'm going to go with Creighton. I'm hopping on this Creighton bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I look at what Maurice Watson Jr. does and Marcus Foster, and I cringe, and I'm scared. They're, they destroyed number nine Wisconsin when they played a couple weeks ago. And I just think that Watson is one of the best point guards 
in the Big East, if not even the whole country. And it's just scary what they're doing right now. You know, they have a complete team with Watson, with Foster, and they got a seven-footer down low with Justin Patton, a freshman. And they're starting to just pick up steam. I think they're going to be really scary come conference tournament or come conference play and even the Big East tournament. Are they Doug McDermott scary? Not yet, but I would say that they're pretty scary as is in their own way. Yeah, that's true. They're definitely going to be a contender, but I mean, if we shut down Buddy Heald, I really have no no serious concern about one single player. The only the only player that has ever struck so much fear in my heart is Doug McDermott. Literally, it used to be Buddy Heald until that Final Four game, but Doug McDermott. <laughs> I mean, you haven't even seen a full Villanova game. You don't know what we can do. I have faith. All right, all right. You know what? I'm now. You shouldn't have told me game. that. I'm now watching the pen game so that that can no longer hang on my head. You better. You have to live tweet it so that I can be sure you watched the whole thing. You're right. You're right. <laughs> we'll get on it. We'll get on it. Uh, the next question is from Tim Keegan. With Claudie Green and Lonnie Walker not coming to Villanova, should we panic? if Jalen leaves for the draft this year? I'm just going to say, I mean, reading this question made me panic for a second, but I don't see him leaving at all. I honestly don't. First of all, I don't think he's ready, and I think he could only get better here in the program, and he's doing so well with Jay. He's really stepping into his leadership role. I don't, I don't see a reason to panic. You don't see him leaving? Not even if, not even if they have like a deep run? Nah, I mean, Josh Hart came back. I have no, I don't really have a fear of Jalen leaving. I don't think he's ready yet to play in, in the NBA, and I think he'd stick around. He, could, he has a lot to learn, I think, still from Jay. Not, not in, uh, I mean, that sounded bad, but he has a lot to learn in just leadership things and just little things, and I think he, he's smart. I think he'll stick around. I don't know if he'll stick around. Um I don't know, just because I think it all depends on how far they go and how the rest of this season shapes up. But in this current state, in this current moment in time, I would agree and say that he's not ready. I think he could benefit from at least probably another year. I don't see him staying his senior year. I don't know. I just don't think he'll stay all four years. I mean, he was billed as a one-and-done, quote-unquote, coming in. But – I'm sure Jay talked to him and made sure that he wouldn't do that. Yeah, Jay's really Jay's really good about getting guys who will stay at least three, but usually four years. He's not – I don't know. You know him. He's not one of those guys that just picks one year for all these freshmen to come in and then leave. We're not the, uh, the other Wildcat program. <laughs> With a coach that has a, a little questionable history from where he's been before. Well, we're not going to talk about him. We're not going to talk. We'll talk about our coach who was in a Dove commercial. It's fine. We'll focus on the positives. But honestly, if Villanova, you know, if Jalen leaves or whatnot, I mean, I don't think they should panic. I mean, they still have Phil Booth and Dante DiVincenzo on roster. We've got Booth. It's fine, honestly. You guys are all concerned for that reason. Phil Booth will just play every position. Phil Booth will just clone himself and play one through five. Yeah. I'm here for that. 
But, um, you know, yeah, Nova lost on the Quad Green sweepstakes and the Lonnie Walker contest. But, you know, looking at just looking ahead, I mean, they have so many top targets. I mean, college basketball is just beautiful in that, like, yeah, you might miss out on a recruit, but there's, like, a handful of other ones to pick from. I mean, just to rattle off a few names, you got Javon Quinterly, Emmanuel Quickly, Eric Ayala, Luther Muhammad, four top 2018 point guards on Nova's radar. And if Nova gets any one of those guys, you just need one, really. That would be nice. If you want to even go even a year further, you got Bryce Wills in 2019. Like, it's not, it's not bad. It's, it, honestly, I think they'll be fine. Whether it yeah, be Brunson stays or Booth starts, like, honestly, they're fine. Yeah, definitely. I don't see any reason to panic, except for I would just be sad to lose Jalen. <laughs> well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to State of the Nova Nation. Thank you for subscribing us on iTunes. If you haven't done that already, it's free, and it'd be super awesome if you did. Please follow us on the Twitter sphere at ViewBenchMob, or you can follow me on my own personal one at YourPay5. You can follow me on my personal one. It's at K-A-Y-B-A-E with two underscores. It's honestly a little messy sometimes, though. I can't lie. Thanks for subbing in. Anytime, yeah. I'm happy to be here. I'll talk about Phil Booth and Jay Wright suits any day. I hope you have a happy Tuesday, and I hope that all of you out there have a great day as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.